Performance Publishing Group, making a difference one story at a time. We'll be shining the light on successful founders, entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders that are getting results and making a difference. We'll talk about how they built their businesses, are creating movements, and leveraging the power of authority in their own lives. Be sure to stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Let's get started. Hey everybody, this is Michelle Prince with the Power of Authority Spotlight, where we shine the light on awesome people, founders, leaders, entrepreneurs, podcast hosts, and just people that are doing great things to make a difference in this world. I'll introduce you to our guest in just a moment, but to start us off, this episode is brought to you by Performance Publishing Group. Performance Publishing Group provides you done-for-you publishing services for soon-to-be authors. Have you ever thought about writing a book? If you haven't, you should because there is so much opportunity when you are a published author. To learn more, go to performancepublishinggroup.com. That's performancepublishinggroup.com. All right, well, let me introduce you to Kevin Palmieri. He is the founder and co-host of the Next Level Level University podcast. Early in his life, Kevin found success, quote unquote, but after a brush with near suicide, he realized he wasn't living a life he truly wanted. He became passionate about self-improvement and decided to make it his purpose in life to impact as many people as possible by becoming a role model, podcaster, and speaker. He has succeeded to make his podcast one of the top 100 with over 1,300 episodes and listed in over 100 or listened to in over 125 countries. He has taken his life to the next level and achieved both personal and professional success. You can learn more about Kevin at nextleveluniverse.com. Well, welcome to the show, Kevin. <laughs> Michelle, thank you so very much for having me. I appreciate it. I am grateful for your time and I'm excited to chat. Well, I am too. And let's start off with your podcast because because to be in the top 100 is pretty impressive. So <laughs> how did you get into podcasting? It's very interesting. Uh, purely by accident, by coincidence, and I did not plan any of, uh, I guess, a lot of what we're doing today. I was interviewed on a YouTube channel. And at the end of the interview, it was actually one of my my friends who interviewed me. I said to my other buddy, I said, that hour and a half went by in what seems like five minutes. Imagine if you could do that for a living. That would be the best thing in the world. And he said, you can. I mean, there's people out there that do it. So shortly thereafter, things really lined up for me. I was sick of my job. There's a lot going on. And I Googled how to start a podcast. And I ordered all the stuff I needed. I figured out how to get artwork. I figured out how to audio edit. And yeah, I was off to the races. And for the first time ever, I felt like I was talking about stuff that actually mattered. It wasn't just, you know, what's the weather and that. I really wanted to talk about deep stuff with people that other people would take benefit and value from. So for me, I started from a place of passion and purpose. And eventually I figured, well, I'm going to have to make this profitable if I want to do it for a long period of time. But Yeah, it started from a place of, wow, imagine if you could do that for a living. That was it in the beginning for me. And I love that because, you know, like I said in the intro, this show is all about that. I mean, yes, we want to talk to people that are successful. They're doing great things. But there's that passion behind it. Mm. You know, there's there's a bigger purpose. It's it's not just to be successful. And I I the the topics that you do cover, it's, it's what most people are wanting to talk about, but maybe not as many people do. Right. And so what has been your experience with with people listening to your show? What would you say is the main thing they get out of it? 
it's interesting, and you probably wouldn't necessarily guess this, but the majority of our audience is actually female, and it, it's age range from 18 to 60. Very unique, interesting demographic. And the biggest thing that we have taken away is the understanding that the two most common things holding people back are inaccurate self-belief and inaccurate self-worth. That has been truly amazing to understand that that is really the root of most of our problems. And then just realizing too, how much the people that surround us really influence us. If you have the wrong people in your life, I don't want to say it's impossible to win, but it is drastically more challenging. So from the connection we have with our audience, we have just seen so many unique stories of how somebody's past affects them, how that forces or forms their self-worth and their self-belief, and then how that kind of either plagues them or creates them for the rest of their lives. I mean, it's just a very interesting character study when you get to talk to as many people as we have and coach as many people as we have. I do feel like we get the cheat codes because we get to talk to people about what they're struggling with. We get to help them and then figure out in real time how much is this actually helping. You know, what you were saying about belief, I have seen that over mm. and over and over and over in my business. And I call it the, the, the dream killer because somebody, yeah. I'll use the example of a book because we do publish books. But like, for example, somebody who comes to us, they know exactly what they want to say. They know exactly who they want to help. They even know how to do it. And then mm. they don't. And why? And it's usually because of the stuff going on up here. Who do I think yeah. I am? Who, who cares about my story? Or, you know, what will people think? Or what if I fail? What if people hate it? Or what if I succeed? Does that mean I have to quit my job? What will my family, you know, your, mm -hmm. your mind. And the reason I know this is that's exactly part of my story. And, and this isn't a show about my story, but this is something that is so prevalent and not just in women. But I think women are maybe a little quicker to say, I need help <laughs> in this area. I don't know. Would you, what would you say about that since most of your people listening are women? Yeah, I would say that self-improvement. So when I think of self-improvement, I used to think it meant becoming more successful externally. Now more than ever, I think self-improvement is internal. And I do believe that the female demographic is quicker to go internal. If you think about it, I didn't journal or have a diary growing up, but I know a lot of young ladies I went to school with who did. So they were working on their internal state long before I was. So I would, I would say you are very, very correct in that. And it's very clear that you're self-aware based on the fact, or self and others aware, based on the fact that you even mentioned the fear of success. Because that is something that I don't, I'm afraid of failure. I'm doing this because I'd like to be more successful. But I also now understand at a deeper level if you have ever been villainized because you believe in yourself at a very high level, you probably have a fear of success because you're afraid of being attacked, quote unquote, or leaving people behind. And for the first 30 years of my life, I did not know that was a thing. And now I'm seeing it everywhere. Yes. So it's, it's very interesting how I think a lot of people aspire to have a very high level of self-belief, a very high level of self-worth. I think the proper the proper goal is having accurate self-belief and accurate self-worth, not high or low, but accurate dependent on the level of feedback that you can take when you go out into the world. Yes. I've seen it with, I think there's a correlation with personality types as well. Mm -hmm. I, I do a lot of personality training and I notice there's certain types of personalities. They're people pleasers. They, mm -hmm. they are just innate. They 
want to make people happy, not in a, in a bad way for yourself, but they just, they love to help people. And I've noticed that those who have that desire tend to have that fear of success a little bit more because it's like, well, if I step out, what's that going to do for my spouse? What's that going to do for my friends who aren't ready to step out? What, and, and a lot of times, um, I just wrote a book called shine. It's called shine through your story, but it's all about like shining our light, but it's so much easier to just dim our light to where we're acceptable to everyone else around us. And, um, that fear of success. So I can relate to that because that was one of my, my, um, you know, prior to me stepping out and writing my book and then building a business, I was thinking those things, excuse me, not consciously though. I know. It was just so subconscious. So I, and I, I do love that you're talking about that on your show because I think if people can get past that, I mean, so much is possible. Well, it's interesting. Somebody asked me recently, like, what makes your show different than other shows? And I said, I understand that I can give you all the tactics. I can get, okay, here you go. Let's do an episode on five. We make more money. If you have a money block because you grew up broke and you never checked in on that money block, that episode is useless. It's just not going to do anything. It's the tactics for most of us are only as valuable as the deeper understanding we have of ourselves and what we're trying to do. And I appreciate that. I appreciate the compliment very much because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to take internal stuff, shift your identity with it, give you new tactics with a new identity to ultimately get new results. And a lot of the stuff we say isn't sexy and it's not going to go viral, but I believe it's the valuable stuff that actually helps. It's probably not going to end up on a quote card somewhere, but it, I just think it's the valuable stuff that more often than not you need to hear, but you might not want to hear. You know, something I went, my mentor and, and uh, employer at, at one point was Zig Ziglar. And he would always say, you know, what are we in the business? We're not in the business of back in the day, books and seminars and tapes. On. We're in the business of giving people hope. Mm-hmm. And so when, when you can, I think when we, you can help somebody realize their internal blocks and what's keeping them from being who they want to be. I mean, there's nobody that doesn't want to have more success, but they don't know how to get past that. That's probably one of the greatest gifts, mm. you know, and you're giving them hope, right? Like, yeah. Hey, you can be there, but we got to work on some junk first. Do you, do you help people with that? Like giving them tips for how to get past some of that? Mindset? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on the pot, so we do an episode every day and the, the reason we do an episode every day is because if I can be in your pocket every day, you just have a higher likelihood that you'll take something. It'll shift your identity a little bit. You'll take, you'll have a new habit and then you'll start you know, kind of changing and evolving that way. So yeah, on the podcast, we do it. But then we have a bunch of like coaching things we do as well for people who want more. It's just, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, if you don't resonate with a person you're learning from, you're probably not going to learn that much. Mm. So that's a big part of it too, is we try to make sure we actually talk about what's real. I don't want everybody to think I have it all figured out because I don't. I have a lot figured out and I have way more figured out than I used to, but I'm never going to have it all figured out. The second I do, and you think he has it all figured out, he could never help me, he doesn't understand me, he doesn't get me, that, it can't work that way. So yeah, one of the main goals on the podcast for me specifically is to make sure I am talking directly to the audience. Even if I don't understand what it's like to be a mother, I I don't, right? I don't know what it's like to juggle raising children and a side hustle and whatever else it may be. I I try to come at it from that perspective of, look, I don't know what it's like to be you, 
but let me try to deliver this message or at least it resonates. And that's something Mm -hmm. I'm very focused on, very passionate about. Clearly, I'm sure that shows through. Yes. And I love that because that's, I I feel like we're very similar in certain things like Mm -hmm. that. And, um, and that that comes off with you for sure. I appreciate the the authenticity in that. Um, Is it okay if I ask about something in your bio that, um, so tell us about more of the the situation in your life where you said you were almost at a point of suicide. Mm. Yeah. Unfortunately, for many of us, self-improvement comes after some sort of massive pain or trauma. It just seems to be the way it works. Yep. I was in my mid twenties and I, at the time I had a, my girlfriend was a model. I had a sports car. I had just won a bodybuilding show. So I was quite literally in the best shape of my life. High paying job, new apartment. I had all the quote unquote measures of success, but I was super insecure. I was not fulfilled. I was not excited for the future. I put so much emphasis on creating external results that I didn't focus on internal self. So my girlfriend ended up leaving me because I was just depressed, anxious, a shell of myself. I convinced myself that making more money would just make all the problems go away. So I doubled down on that. I ended up making $100,000 at 26 with no college degree, which I thought was going to fix all my problems. Yeah. After I opened my final pay stub, I remember thinking, for most of my life, I've lived unconsciously. I don't know why I'm doing what I'm doing. I don't really understand myself at a deep level. What am I doing? The opposite of unconscious is hyperconscious. This was at the time right there where I was interviewed by my friend. So it all came together in this very unique way. And then I started the podcast called the Hyperconscious Podcast. And that was, that was it in the beginning. I fell in love with podcasting. As I realized I'm not willing to do what it took to make the money again, I'm out. I don't want to do this anymore. But podcasting is not going to pay the bills anytime soon. So I got to pack it in and I got to go to a job that I hate more and more and more and more every day. There was a lot of travel involved. So I, I, I spent weeks at I'm in hotels because I was living in other states, working in other states. So it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And I felt like I was losing progress with the podcast, which was now my passion. And I definitely didn't want to do my job anymore. And my mental health kept getting worse and my physical health was getting worse. So one morning... I woke up in a hotel room in New Jersey for work and New Jersey, six hours away from where I lived at the time. My alarm clock went off at 5.15. I sat up, slid to the edge of the bed. I'm lacing up my work boots. And the best way to explain it, Michelle, is that morning there was 10 televisions on in my head at the same time and every single one is on a different station. And one is saying, you're stuck here forever. Not only are you not the type of person to get a job like this, you're not the type of person to leave this this job behind. Mm. If you... That, that was a huge thing for me. If you do leave, what will your friends think? You make more money than any of your friends. There's significance there. What will your family think? Right? You're the most successful person in your family by far. And what are you going to do? If you do leave, what are you going to do? Are you going to podcast? That doesn't really seem like a viable plan B. And in that moment, I thought to myself, if I take my life, I will take my problems with me. Oh. And I'm six hours away from anybody who cares about me. It's just a very, very hopeless, it's kind of the theme we've been talking about having hope, a very hopeless place and time for me. Now, luckily, the person who interviewed me on his show was one of my really good friends. I sent him a message and I said, hey, man, I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with this. Like, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's going on. And in his wisdom, he said, Kev, 
over the last couple of years, your awareness has changed a ton, but your environments have remained the same. I think it's time for you to, to change your environments. And I ended up leaving that job three or four months later, partnering up with him. He's my business partner. He's the CEO. And then we went at this full time. I became a very broke entrepreneur slash podcaster trying to figure all this out. But it really, one of the things I, I've said this many times, I think there's something to the amount of pain you go through gives you a hint at the amount of pleasure you're willing to shoot for. I call it the pain pleasure pendulum. When you swing all the way to hell no, you're willing to shoot for hell yes. I was all the way at hell no. There wasn't a lot holding me back from trying to give this a shot. And that was in 2018. So I left my job in 2018 and I've been a full-time podcaster slash entrepreneur since then. Wow. Okay. I'm not just saying this because I'm a publisher, but that would be a great book title. <laughs> the pendulum. No, for the real. The pain pleasure pendulum? Yeah. Yeah. No, for real. That makes so much. I'm very visual. So that's a very great, that's a great visual to explain it. I, well, one of, one of my other quotes, maybe this would be a better book title in the future. Okay. Rock bottom has a basement. That's I, some people hit rock bottom. I hit rock bottom and then I found out, ah, that's, you can actually go, you can actually go further than that. If anybody wants that title, it's yours. You can have it. No, hold on to it for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I really appreciate you sharing that and be, and again, being authentic because there's somebody listening who is thinking, there's probably a lot of people who yeah. are thinking it, um, especially now there's such a crisis um, of ki people. They're not kids, but in their twenties. You know, struggling and, and life looks so easy for their parents. And why am I not where I want to be or not fulfilled or not happy or not in the relationship? And um, but it is part of the process. It's just it's just keeping perspective as you're going through some of those, um, you know, as you're hitting yeah. rock bottom, basically. It's hard because I think many of us are optimizing for happy when in reality we want fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Happiness is fleeting. Happiness is momentary. Happiness, happiness is a chemical. Mm. fulfillment is you being on purpose, you being on a mission, you doing something that's greater than you, you contributing and learning and growing. And I, I think that's the interesting thing is I've talked to enough quote unquote successful people to know nobody's really as happy as or fulfilled as you think. Right. Really no, most, true. right. Because I just got a new car a couple of weeks ago and one of my dream cars. And I said, before I did it, I said, this is not going to fix anything internally. This is not an internal play. This isn't going to make me more fulfilled. This isn't going to make me, um, you know, deal with the fact that I grew up with a father any differently. This isn't going to help any of that. Does it look good? Yes. Does it make me feel more significant? Absolutely. But that awareness when you make the decision is super important because yeah. at least you won't end up saying, mm, that didn't fix it. No, mm, that didn't fix it either. You know? That is so very insightful, very, very insightful. And how many times, and I know so many people in my, in my world, my circle that we, you know, have had those moments of like, you know, we're on the vacation of our dreams and, or we have this, we have this, we have this, we have this, but why am I not as happy as I thought it would make me? Um, but chasing happiness is it's, it's, you'll never catch it. Right. You may get a game. It is a dangerous game. Fulfillment is more. So, you know, the show is called The Power of Authority Spotlight, and I like to ask people, and again, that is a play on words. You can't spell authority without author. So it could mean a book, and it could mean, um, but really the way I see it is it's all about when you have authority, you have the ability that people want to listen to what mm -hmm. you have to say. And as a podcast host, you know that all too well. 
But what do you see is working though? Because there's a lot of business owners and leaders and entrepreneurs listening that will, you know, they're trying to get to that next level. Maybe they're trying to be in the top 100 podcasts or, you know, what are you seeing in your business that is working to build your authority? Yeah. Even more than it is today. Yeah. For us, it is. It's podcasting and it's content and it's relationship building. The podcast for us is not sales. It's not really marketing. It's value add and it's the opportunity to create. It's it's a lead gen in a way. Yeah. Right. It's an interest builder where there's a couple things, right? I, no, nobody really does as many episodes as we do. So that puts us in the 1% of the 1%, which is great. I love that. If you think about the mastery that it takes to do as many episodes as we do, 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, there's no reason I can't be one of the best podcasters in the world, skill-wise, if I keep doing it and try to get better every day. So yeah, for us, it's really the podcast, the opportunity and the follow-up of the relationships, and then having your credibility attached to content. If you see somebody talking about business enough times, you're going to think of them when it's time for you to hire a business coach or a podcast coach or or somebody who's going to help you with your book writing. So yeah, content, podcasting, and relationship building. Those are really the big three for us. That's huge. And I love podcasting too, for many reasons, either to be a guest or be a host, but um, there's just, I, I love the relationship part of it, you know? Yeah. And those authentic conversations, you can tell when you're listening if it's authentic or not, you know, mm-hmm. and I, and so I really, I love those types of relationships. Do you also leverage podcast um, advertising or anything like that? Or is it strictly just the relationship part of it? So we have a very interesting business model where we don't do ads or sponsorships or affiliates. Everything we do is based on adding value. So I yeah, I, I'm not interested in being sponsored by whatever, uh, any company it's for I promised the listeners early on that this would be a ad-free podcast for as long as it exists. Regard I don't I mean, somebody could offer me a hundred million dollars right now. I wouldn't I wouldn't take it just because of the long term of you owning your space. Yeah. And here's the other thing. It's very hard to build a real, scalable, value-driven business on ads. Because yeah. that's not you, that's somebody else. Somebody else is saying, Well, your show is valuable enough for me to give you X amount of dollars for you to promote my product. So yeah, for us, it's all about one-on-one coaching, group coaching, podcast production, the social media solutions. We have a lot of different business components that allow us to do what we do every day. Awesome. Well, tell people again the name of the show, how they can get in touch with you. Yes, it's called the Next Level University. It is on all the podcast platforms. Every single episode is on YouTube. And that is the best place to listen, just because you're going to realize very quickly, A, maybe we're your type of people. B, maybe we're not your type of people. But either way, you will get introduced to what we are passionate about very, very quickly. I love it. Give us one last thought on what does, what does it look like to be at the next level? What advice would you give? <laughs> I would say uh, the biggest difference between the person you are today and the person you want to be eventually is what you do today. It's your habits. It's what you're focused on. It's the people that you surround yourself with. So don't be afraid to break your massive goals into smaller pieces because you're not going to accomplish everything today but you can't accomplish something small today. Perfectly said. I love it. Thank you. Kevin Palmer- Palmeri, you are awesome. I'm so glad to have had you on the show. And I just want to thank you so much for being here. It was my pleasure. You are a wonderful, wonderful host. And I appreciate your time. You bet. 
All right, everybody, that's it for the Power of Authority Spotlight. We talked about some really incredible things today to consider, and it does boil, boil down to hope. What do you feed in your mind? Believing in yourself, all of those things matter. Listening to podcasts. If you don't have mentors within five feet of you, you have podcast hosts like Kevin, who you can be listening to wherever you go. But fill your mind with the good, the pure, the positive, and the right people, and you will also go to the next level. We'll see you next time. much for listening to the Power of Authority Spotlight. If you are a successful founder, entrepreneur, business owner, or leader that's getting results and making a difference, and you'd like to be on this program, please visit performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast to apply. That's performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast. Also, if you got something out of this interview, please share this episode. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag, the power of authority spotlight. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content, so make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our websites, performancepublishinggroup.com or michelleprince.com. And follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.